Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. A reading from the book of Daniel. As the visions during the night continued, I saw one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the ancient one and was presented before him, the one like a son of man received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away His kingship shall not be destroyed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is king in splendor robed. Robed is the Lord and girt about his strength. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. And he has made the world firm not to be moved. Your throne stands firm from of old. From everlasting you are, O Lord. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. Your decrees are worthy of trust indeed. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, for the length of days. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. A reading from the book of Revelations. Jesus Christ is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us, and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom, priests for his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming amid the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. All the peoples of the earth will lament him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the King of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king. Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, as we are at the end of November, I wanted to point out a wonderful feast that we are going to celebrate this week. Um, The event that was commonly known as the first Thanksgiving was celebrated by pilgrims after their first harvest in the New World in 1621. Uh, The feast lasted three days, was attended by 90 American Indians and 53 pilgrims. And of course, that led to uh, what we know today as Thanksgiving. 
Uh, it's always the fourth Thanksgiving in November, and it's been celebrated as a federal holiday since uh, 1863, when during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national day of, and this is very important, Thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. How beautiful that is, and how we remember how important it is to remember God's blessings, especially on this Thanksgiving day. So we yeah. certainly well, uh, wish everyone a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, holiday on that. Yes, indeed. And this is the end of our liturgical year. So this is the celebration of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And uh, on December in 1925, Pope Pius XI instituted this liturgical celebration. He called it our Lord Jesus Christ, the King. It originally actually was on the last Sunday of the month of October. And as things sometimes change, and of course, this is something that uh, is changeable. Um, in 1969, Pope Paul VI gave it a new name, which is what we know it today, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, and also gave it a new date, the last Sunday in the liturgical year. And how fitting that really is, because as we come to the end of the liturgical year, the beginning of Advent next week, we really kind of, I think it's important for us to reflect on the final destination of our soul. Indeed, we see how Christ is our king. And I think it's important to really point out at that point where, you know, the church is not a democracy. Uh, the teachings of faith and morals are true and not up for a public or popular vote. Um, and so it's really important to remember that. We obviously can have a diversity of thought and how beautiful and important that is, but we really need to remember a oneness of faith. You know, we can have a variety of pastoral practices, but it supports one doctrine and how important that is that Christ gave us that that faith that, that uh, you know, is held in treasure by the Catholic Church. And that's a concept that's just so hard for so many people to grasp. Today. Oh, today, isn't it? Yes, very much. <clears throat> yeah, very true. Yeah, it is. Well, we're going to read some amazing things from the prophet Daniel today. That's where we start. Yeah. Daniel describes the Messiah as the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. And we hear that his kingdom and dominion of all peoples and nations is everlasting. We hear Jesus referred to by many titles. Today's solemnity recognizes him as king of the universe. We also hear him referred to under the title of the son of God. And in today's reading, we hear him referred to under the title of the son of man. Now, the title, the son of man, was often used in the Old Testament, and it didn't always have a messianic connection. But when the son of man that title is used in reference to Jesus. It serves a dual purpose in that it makes claim to Jesus's unique nature, which was both human and divine. Now, several times in the New Testament, Jesus even referred to himself as the son of man. And in doing so, he brings focus to his role and the purpose for his coming, which was to serve and give his life as ransom for the many. Mm, amen to that. And and here is, uh, as we kind of look at this first reading again, I want to give you and all of our listeners actually a little test this uh, this Sunday at Mass. Okay, when you I'm listen ready. to the last line, <laughs> his kingship shall not be destroyed. And, and I think for most people, we just say, you know, uh, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God, and you just move on. But it says here, his kingship shall not be destroyed. Again, going back to the fact that our church is not a democracy. 
I, I really would like to re, have people reflect on, whoa, he just said king, you know, we, the right. lector just said kingship. Um, and, and why I think, well, I don't <laughs> think about this. Why do so many people struggle with submitting to church authority? Is it pride? Is it ignorance? I mean, some of your thoughts on that. <laughs> I think you hit it with the first one. I think it's just pride. You're not going to yeah. tell me what to do. There's yeah. that selfishness. And it's so sad because it makes life so difficult. Yes. You know, when we're when we're all constantly, you know, rejecting it, pulling away, refusing, um, you know, just it's going to be my will, right. not thine. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. And that's not exactly when you when he's talking about that. What I thought of is, is the American spirit and how important that is. But the important, the American spirit doesn't necessarily say that you are um, completely uh, self-sufficient. We are not autonomous. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Right? No, we are one nation under God. So exactly. God's law comes first. And then we go into action in exercising that. Yes, exactly. That's exactly true. And in fact, we see that in the uh, Declaration of Independence. And uh, we also think about how we are indeed a Christian nation founded on Christian principles. Right. So right. we have that American spirit, but we also, again, realize that we have our creator, much like Abraham Lincoln said uh, in that earlier piece there. So we need to properly form our conscience and, and realize that the church says no to certain things because she wants us to say yes to something better. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's your test. So when you listen to that word, think about the kingship and the dominion of Christ. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move into the second reading. We have here actually from the book of Revelation as our second reading. And I love the tie here where we saw Daniel and it says here, um, the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. And then we see here, behold, he's coming amid the clouds. That's a beautiful tie from Daniel 7 into this book of Revelation. And, and this really gave me pause today when I thought of, it says, every eye will see him and even those who pierced him and all people of the earth will lament him. That, that at least the way I see it is that grief and distress of, I have so hurt you through my sins, dear Lord, and how sorry that I am. And how important that is to recognize we are sinful and we need that Savior. Again, that's that's all important of, of having that kingship of his. And there's something that came from uh, Vatican II. This was under Lumen Gentium. I think this was really a, an important thing here because, you know, Christ wasn't content to just free us from our sins. He gave us that share of kingship and priesthood, right? He is the, indeed the true priest, prophet, and king. And we are also called to that as a small p, a non-ministerial priesthood. And this is what Lumen Gentium said. The baptized by regeneration and the anointing of the Holy Spirit are consecrated to be a spiritual house and a holy priesthood, that through all the works of Christian men, that they may offer spiritual sacrifices and proclaim the perfection of him who has called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a beautiful statement, and, and again, points us towards that reality of Christ as king of our universe. Yeah, it does. And I want to look at the last line in this reading. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Well, most of us know that Alpha and Omega are the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet. And the reason that God is referred to in this way is that God is the origin of the beginning and the destiny, the end of all creation. Yes. And uh, when we see, of course, Christ suffering for us, that's what we see in the gospel according to John today. Pilate asked, said to Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And I really, I want to break this down just to, in, in just a second here in the sense of there are actually seven stages in this trial. The first one is marked by um, 
pilot, or I'm sorry, uh, they're marked by pilot's entrances and exits into the scene. And the first uh, stage is the Jews indicting Jesus in a general way as some sort of evildoer. Then what we see here today is that second stage, that dialogue between Pilate and Jesus. And that's where it really focuses on to put it into context today. Yeah. And Pilate, when he confronted Jesus, he made it clear, hey, I'm not a Jew and I have no interest in the affairs of the Jews. Pilate's main concern was his own political office. And an upheaval among the Jews was something that he wanted to avoid. He didn't want trouble with the religious leaders. He just wanted to reach an agreement with Jesus, get him to admit that this was all just a big mistake, get Jesus to agree to change his story. Pilate just wanted the Jesus problem to go away. And as Christians, we're going to experience versions of pilots in our own lives. Those who see our religious beliefs and practices as a nuisance and maybe at times even as a threat. Or we may encounter people who hate God so much that being in the presence of a faithful disciple is intolerable. And they lash out, not because of anything we've necessarily done, but because of what we believe. And that hatred is so strong, they demand us to abandon our Christian beliefs and subscribe to their own godless practices. So we shouldn't worry about meeting the expectations of the world. And we shouldn't look to the world for approval or validation. As true disciples of Christ, we need to keep our eye on heaven and not lose focus of that goal. Our practices, our values, and our beliefs should run countercultural to the world. And remaining close to Jesus, we will gain the courage and strength to embrace and endure our own earthly crosses to prepare us for the day of the final resurrection when we will stand before our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Indeed, Christ is our King, whose crown is made with thorns, and whose throne is the cross. Come, let us worship Him. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. <laughs>